Welcome to the Edinburgh Vineyard Podcast. If you'd like to find out more about us, please visit edinburghvineyard.org. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Right. Um, so our series, Creative, Inventive, and... Look at that. Look at that. Multi, multi-visual. Um, so this comes from something uh, two and a bit years ago. When um, I got woke up in the night and I felt, um, well, I got the words which I felt from God, which said, creative, inventive, inviting. That led to a number of things where we changed a lot of the things we did or just altered them a bit. Um, Fundamentally, we haven't changed what we're doing. We just did, it's just the way we did things. Um, But also what we feel is that God's been revealing more about these are the characteristics of God. And uh, so that's what we're going to learn a bit more about. And today's about inviting. Is that right? There we go. And this is Kate, who, if you've not met her, she's, uh, she's not been around for the last few weeks. There you go. Hello, hello, hello. It's great. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel a bit nervous. It's really weird, isn't it? I feel a bit, have, I've, been, I've been like Rapunzel. I keep saying I've been Rapunzel up in my flat. And pretending that I'm in some and this is the first time I've been out I feel a bit nervous so if I walked in this morning and didn't talk to you it's just because I'm like oh people oh there's more people than just Ben which is a really odd feeling for me because I never get nervous about much so yeah weird feeling so if you're a bit nervous about coming to church this morning (laughs) I was as well (laughs) you're in good company not because I don't love you all dearly. It's just a bit weird, isn't it? Do you ever had that? You know, you feel a bit... Just nod at me. Make me feel better. Thank you, guys. Love family. And just thank you. Oh, my goodness. How do people do broken legs without <clears throat> without church? I don't even know how people do it. So just thank you so much from me for just being so beautifully kind. I um, I think I said to Benji the other day, I feel so rich just so rich, not like money wise, but just, oh, just rich from phone calls and Joanne and Adam popping around with brownies and just FaceTimes and all sorts. Just thank you so much. I'm um, really grateful. And Ben is too, because he's living in a care home at the moment. (laughs) All right. So I was sitting down a, um, having a cuppa in King's Table the other, about a month ago and uh, with one of the gorgeous families there. And uh, I don't know, but I don't know how this happened. Well, I do know how this happened, but I got into a conversation. And um, it was a really, really fun conversation. And uh, the guy, Brandon, says to me, um, so this is a church thing like Kate. I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah. What do you think about church things and, you know, God and stuff? And he says, do you know what, Kate? I actually think I am God. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I was like, so what's your superpowers then? What like, what would your superpowers be? And then we have this like really fun conversation about being invincible and how he thinks he's actually got this secret cloak where he can, you know, just go into situations and nothing phases him because he's God. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And I knew at that point that I wanted to tell you about that chat at some point to illustrate a talk. And here it is. 
I, I've been waiting. It's been that that's been waiting till now. Because we all have a superpower. Do you like the link there? We have a superpower that we are not fully using. Don't shake your head at me, Bruce. It's a good link. It's a good segue. It's good. I'm holding on to it. <laughs> it's the superpower that Jesus used like all the time and one that is just constantly overlooked. Are you ready for me to reveal the superpower? Be excited. It's the power of invitation. You may think that it's a silly superpower, but you would be wrong because no other superpower has the ability to make someone feel loved, welcomed, wanted, treasured, joyful. And this superpower of invitation has the ability to cut through background, age, you know, like wealth, status, anything. And it can open up, like in just a few words, it can open up um, opportunities and friendships and leave someone feeling incredible. And I know what you introverts are saying. I can hear you in my ear. It's not just a thing for introverts. My friend Sarah, who is a um, self-proclaimed extreme introvert, still says to me she desperately wants to be invited. But she did say, my life is a constant battle of wanting to be invited to things, but not actually wanting to go. <laughs> so I wanted to know how being invited makes you feel. You know, how does it make you feel? I feel like welcomed, loved, wanted, all those things. So I Googled it, expecting to see all the things I know, you know, loved, blah, blah, blah. And yet every search that came up was links to how not being invited makes you feel. Like Google have just populated like so many search engines. Here we go. Here's 10 of them really quick. Number one, why feeling left out stings. That was at the top. Number two, 10 ways to cope with feeling left out. Number three, 10 signs you're feeling excluded. Number four, how to deal with not being invited. Number five, three, we three ways to get over being left out. Number, I don't know what number I'm up to. Six, let's go for that one. Feeling left out by family and social media. Number seven, 10 explanations for why your friends didn't invite you. I didn't click on that one. Number eight, the do's and don'ts of friend drama. Number nine, loneliness in older people. <sighs> Number 10 was my favorite. Birkenhead Primary School Case Study. Sam in your form is having a party. He has invited three of your close friends, but not you. They decide to go. Are you A, angry at your friends for going? B, a bit annoyed, but keep it to yourself and don't discuss the party at all. Or C, open about the fact you're annoyed, but say you hope your friends have a nice time anyway. I scroll, I literally scroll down and scroll down and didn't get to anywhere positive about the power of invitation until page seven, where Amazon was promoting party invitation cards for 99p. <laughs> that was it. So... If you look at the Bible, let's look at the Bible. Jesus is all about inviting. He is constantly using his superpower of invitation. He invites people to something. He invites people into something or towards something. 
And he isn't a gregarious extrovert either. From what I know of Jesus, he, he recharges his batteries on his own often, or with a, sm- a few small... <laughs> small... <laughs> Thank you, I know. A few... A small number of friends, not small friends. But when he was with people, lots of people in big crowds or with one or two, he always invited people. So let's turn to Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Now, this isn't an invitation of, hey, if you're free on Tuesday night, what are you doing? This is an invitation. A raw invitation, I think, that, that kind of speaks to every human heart. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So this invitation causes us to pause, right? It causes us to think about how we're doing. How are you doing? You see, what makes Jesus' yoke or his load, what he carries, easy and his burden light is that he carried the burden we were meant to carry. So we don't have to prove ourselves or strive or whatever, We don't have to do any of that because Jesus has taken that burden from us. Which means when we give it to him, we can we can live lighter. We can constantly be giving him the stuff that weighs us down. And I don't believe it means that we carry nothing. It just means that we're meant to carry the right things. So imagine a rucksack. You've got your own rucksack. Mine's glittery. Don't know what yours is like. Um, You're carrying it on your back and it's weighing you down because it's full of the stuff like shame, guilt, fear, anger, maybe unforgiveness. And Jesus is saying his burden is light. He's, he doesn't say we'll have nothing to carry. He does give us things to steward like relationships and money and our jobs but he's saying those things with him is easy and light and that rucksack your rucksack gets heavy when we stop chatting with Jesus do you know um there's this I heard this term this week and it's just really lied heavy on my heart um I don't know whether you've heard the term um a Christian atheist. Have you heard that term? A Christian atheist? Oh, it's it's just like, oh, my my dread of what, maybe my fear of mine of what we would ever become as a community. I couldn't bear it on our watch. It's when it's when you you believe in Jesus, but you live like you don't. You know? So taking that rucksack example, it's like We still believe in him, but we just don't live like we believe in him. So we put things in the rucksack and it weighs on us because we're not living out what we believe. So we say we trust him with money. We believe we trust him with money, but actually we don't live like we trust him with money. Or 
We believe he's got us at work. He's got a plan for our life. And yet we just worry about it all the time. So we put that in our rucksack as well. It's when we carry stuff that is not ours to carry. It's like this rucksack gets heavier and heavier. And we forget that we're meant to live like we believe in him. You know, we're actually meant to live on a Wednesday and a Thursday at work like we believe in him. So let me read that verse again. And maybe maybe even just, excuse me, just close your eyes for a moment and think about what you're carrying. And receive Jesus's invitation to let him carry it for you. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is an invitation from God's heart to yours. It's for a, a deep rest for your soul. And maybe, maybe it's to choose to trust him with the outcome that you can't see right now. Maybe it's to say sorry for something you know you've done. Or maybe it's simply just to ask him why your soul doesn't feel at rest, because he'll show you. Here's another invitation from Jesus. He invites us not just to be with him, but to be with him and others. There's this, gosh, one of the, you know, these little snippets that you find sometimes in the Bible. You can just skim through it. I love this bit. It's just before um, uh, Jesus miraculously fed the 5,000. And we see this little glimpse beforehand Jesus' friends and disciples have been praying for the sick and they're just coming back and they're telling him all that they've seen and done. We prayed for this person, that person, da-da-da-da. And this for me is just a little glimpse as to how church is designed to be. Coming together to tell stories of what you've done in the week. And they're excited and yet they've barely eaten and they're tired. <laughs> and this is what Jesus says. He invites them. The apostles gathered round Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, and here's the invitation, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. He's, he's recognizing they need rest and he's inviting them to come with him by themselves to a quiet place and get some food and get some rest. Before they go back out into the, you know, the melee of busyness and need, he's inviting them just to be with him and each other. You know, this is probably one of my favorite little glimpses of small group. <laughs> you could read past this little interaction so quickly and it's snuck in between, you know, the feeding of the 5,000 and John the Baptist and da-da-da-da. And it's this little profound moment. So simple and yet really significant. They're just coming together for a few hours to be with each other, with Jesus, to eat, 
to be together and just to be. Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. It just reminds me so much of us and that invitation to small group. You know, that space in the week where you can pause just to eat and be with each other and Jesus. It's like this verse. It's a precious time and one to be cherished and not underestimated. How many of you would um, get in a car, travel all the way to London and you wouldn't even stop off for like a coffee somewhere? just wouldn't do it would you we have to stop off you know we have to stop off in our week come together and pause and rest and just like um if we could stick that back up actually that'd be great just have that verse up thank you just to come with each other and with jesus and get some rest and if you're in a small group check this it's your responsibility to invite others to come to your small group because everyone here should be invited like all the time. You should get totally bored of people inviting you to small group like every week. How's your week been? Tell us how it's been. How was it praying for that person at work? There's an expectation in small group that people are going to be invited all the time. It's no surprise that somebody new comes every week. I love this story Amber told me on Thursday. Um, actually, before I tell you the story, I have Amber's permission to tell you this. This is pretty cool. Do you know Amber? Have you met Amber? She's in St. Andrews this week. Um, but for those of the, you that don't know, she's 22, got diagnosed with leukemia last year. And we've been praying for her leukemia to go. And in March... You may remember that her test results showed that her bloods had gone down to having 0.55% leukemia cells in her body. Well, last week, she had her latest results, and she now has 0.03% leukemia cells in her body. Isn't that cool? <sighs> Love that. Jesus not only invites, he heals as well. Back to the story. So um, as I tell you the story, I want you to count how many invitations in your mind. I just want you to count how many invitations went on along the way for this to happen. This is the most simple story ever. And you've heard this story like you'll have heard stuff like this a thousand times. But I don't want us to get blasé about it because I love this so much. Are you ready? So 18 months ago, the wonderful Jesse, who was currently sick. Bless you, Jesse. Get well soon. The wonderful Jessie gets in touch, having never been to church before. Okay, we invite her to church. Ding. And she also does the Alpha course. Ding. Jessie meets Jesus along the way and chooses to follow him. Fast forward several months and then I meet up with Amber and invite her to church. I'm not going to keep dinging. And she gets to know Jessie. Jessie then starts giving Amber lifts to church and then last week invites her to small group. Jessie's small group invite her into their lives, Amber into their lives, and she suddenly has eight more friends who can love her, pray for her, hang out with her and love her through the ups and downs and celebrate, you know, the amazing stuff that she's seeing. And you may say, what's the big deal about that story, Kate? That's no biggie. 
But it's a massive deal. Because if we hadn't all used our superpower of invitation, then we wouldn't get to experience the joy of knowing these people. We'd have totally missed out. I'd have never known Je Jessie's hilarious sense of humor or got to hear her do a Cockney accent in my house. <laughs> I'd have never seen Jessie's and Amber's lives being turned around by Jesus. You know, Ben and I talk about how God promised us he was going to bring people to help us do this thing called church to make the table with us. Well, that is an example of it right there. Because it's not, I hope you figured this out by now, it's not just us church planting. You are all church planting. You're it. This is you too. You know, Benji often paints the picture of what community can look like. We've heard him talk on this and, oh, doesn't it resonate with our hearts? We're like, yes. That's what we long for too, right? But it doesn't happen on its own. It's not just like we just go home and we go, oh, wasn't that, wasn't that just like hit my heart this morning? Do we do anything about it? It doesn't happen if we don't invite. We have to be the change we want to see. The table is big, my friends. We are called to make the table together. And um, I was going to say just to add the Holy Spirit into it. Hopefully the Holy Spirit has been moving all the way through this. But we've had um, quite a few pictures sent to us recently. And they are all about God bringing people to us. And for those of you who don't know what I mean when I say pictures, it's like when they're praying, when, when people are chatting to God about us or when they're praying for the church, it's like they get a picture in their mind or a vision or a dream and this was one of them. It was a picture of um, boats just arriving. And the boats have sails and the wind is high and it's moving them to reach the port. And the boats are bringing containers and the feeling is that there's provision arriving on all sorts of stuff. All sorts of provision is coming. Another picture is there's a blueprint for our church. And you know our blueprint. We talk about it all the time. But the blueprint is translucent. And next to the translucent church, there's, um, there's bricks and concrete and all the building stuff. And there's people in a line. And this picture was of people passing bricks along the line to build the church. It's like we all know what to do. And, and Ben and I, can, we can see this happening, can't we? You're all just stepping into what God's got for you. And you're all using the gifts that God's given you. And it's so wonderful and we just want to multiply that for everyone else who God brings our way. As we figure out this thing called faith together with all our different skills, you know, you are such a gift to us, each and every one of you. We're so thankful. So how are you going to respond? You know, we've got beach day next week. Easy invite. We've got um, feasting on the 5th, which is the 5th Sunday where we don't meet here. We just hang out with each other. We have or our neighbors or friends or each other, you know, go for donuts or a walk or breakfast. Or if you want to lie in, go for afternoon tea or I don't know what you guys do. Um, use that as an opportunity. If you've never met somebody before, have them round or do something that you want to do.
Or there's other types of invitations like Alpha. Oh my goodness. Alpha is the easiest invite in the world. I, I just invite people to Alpha all the time. All you need to do is just say, if you've got half an hour in your week, you should do this. You should do this course. It's amazing. You literally just watch a video and chat about it. That's it. Because it's true. <laughs> That's what we do. Inviting people to small group is pretty wonderful because it goes beyond like the token thing so that you can't just go home and think, oh, I've responded to what Kate said this morning. I'm going to invite somebody for, for a walk next week and then I've done my bit. Actually, small group is pretty impressive because it's personal. It's involving somebody in your world. And a student can ask an older person and it's not weird. I don't think that's weird. Is that weird? No? Okay. Am I older as well? <laughs> I was just wondering which category I fell into then. Okay, let's move on. And open up your ears for this one. If you are on the receiving end of an invitation, these are the words I want you to repeat. When someone invites you to something, you're going to say this. Yes, I'm totally up for that. I am totally up for that. Even if you are the least confident person in the world, like I was walking in this morning, feeling like <laughs> jelly legs, just make a habit of saying yes to everything God puts in front of you, unless it's illegal. Just make a habit of saying yes to everything, everything God puts in front of you. And very quickly, this is an interesting one that God put on my heart to say. There's, um, we've mentioned this before, and I think Ben's mentioned it every week, actually. Um, there's an invitation that God is speaking to some of you about, and it's about leading. And I don't know, it's maybe a different sort of small group or a, I don't know, maybe you like sport and you want to do a sport small group or you, I don't know. You like cooking and you want to cook with people. You know, here, oops, here they've, um, they're just applying for um, a lot of funding and they approached us. How much is it? It's a lot of money, isn't it? Hundreds of thousands of pounds. And they came to us last week and um, the guys here are amazing. And they said, would you help us with small groups, you know, for this funding? Would you help us with women's groups? Like, we need women's stuff. Can you help us with women's stuff? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I have no idea what. <laughs> but like, we're being asked to do stuff in this area. And they're, there's like, they're coming to the church. You know, they're coming to the church for help. So if something is resonating your heart about anything to do with women, come and talk to me because I don't know what that looks like yet. But there's something about leading, leading and stepping into to that. For some of you, I want you to like really consider leadership college. It's a big commitment, a day a week. But I think my friend Thomas at Inverness Vineyard says, we want people to get to the end of their life, not saying, what if I'd never done dot, 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 to can you imagine if I'd never done dot, dot, dot.
So come talk to us about that. We'd love to um we'd love to give you the prospectus. We'd love to, yeah, just talk to you about that. Okay, I've thrown a lot of stuff at you. Um just to recap, God is inviting you who are weary and burdened, and he's gonna give you rest. He's inviting all of us to invite others and be the change that we want to see. Use your power of invitation. He's asking you to respond with a yes to everything God puts before you. And some of this involves change. Change is interpreted by your brain as both a threat and an opportunity. So which one are you going to feed? Invitations make you nervous and excited all at once. But if you allow excitement to overcome the fear, then you win. You've been listening to the Edinburgh Vineyard podcast. For details of our service times and small groups, please visit edinburghvineyard.org.